Welcome to OK First of All, the podcast with your hosts, Kyla Trainer and Samantha Martin. We're yoga teachers and entrepreneurs doing our best to live with purpose and passion. Each episode, we'll explore how we use mindfulness and spirituality to tackle life's biggest issues. We'll share nuggets of wisdom and work our shit out. So get cozy because it's about to get real. Hello. How are you? I am good. Good. It's been a lot's happened. Yeah. It's been a full week. Mm-hmm. What about you? Gosh, I guess it's been it's been great. Yeah. Like I got some some updates for you, but we can say that to the end. I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait to hear them. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm really excited about today's topic as well. It's how to develop a an abundance mindset. Yeah. So it's not something that I have historically like studied up on too much, but I know you have Sam. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm just starting to get into it, and I really uh, love what I have found. So yeah. So let's get in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what inspired me today to talk about this is I saw this video online. Um, it's this guy named Chris Crone. He has this YouTube channel. He's a real estate investor and obviously like my life role model. So um, he just has like this list of 15 things that poor people do that rich people avoid, which I thought was so interesting. And some of the things were pretty surprising on there. Um, but he, he constantly talks about having an abundance mindset and how to do that. So, um, yeah, I can tell you a couple of things that he had yeah. mentioned. Why don't you run through like the, the most shocking ones that were on that list? Okay. Number one, most shocking one was they, um, rich people avoid eating fast food, which I thought was interesting because I think that might be more of a socioeconomic thing, like as far as like availability of yeah absolutely good food but I thought that was interesting that that made the list but it also applies to you know what you fuel your body with is like what you put in you'll get out um so if you want like a well running body and a well performing mind you're gonna want to feed it good nutritious food yeah that makes sense yeah but I mean I eat fast food sometimes yeah I mean we were <laughs> we were actually like eating Wendy's while she was showing me this video. Like I, I texted her and was like, Hey, I'm coming over. I got to stop by Wendy's. Haven't eaten today. Do you want anything? So I like, it was kind of funny. She was like, yeah, number one on the list is don't eat fast food. As I literally have a handful of fries in my mouth. <laughs> but I think you make a good point that it's, it's often like a, it's a, there's a reason that people who eat fast food do eat it. And it's because it is accessible and it's cheap and it's easy. And if you're a single mom with four kids, it's a lot easier to get everyone a happy meal Mm -hmm. than it would be to necessarily find them nutritious food. Mm -hmm. But that is kind of interesting that that is a, it's not necessarily like these aren't cause and effect. It's more like correlations. Yeah. It's yeah. It's patterns. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another one I thought was interesting was um, entitlement. So, and that that's also a mindset um, issue of entitlement. So one of the guys that was on the video was talking about how he, 
he even finds himself finding himself entitled like I put in all this work and I've done this and that and I'm entitled to you know like x amount of dollars and why is the world you know not returning my investment or whatever like and he basically he's saying like you're not entitled to anything so basically instead of instead of having the entitlement mindset have have a grateful mindset I'm grateful for what I do have and I'm not entitled to anything just because I'm the founder of this company. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I saw on, <laughs> on Instagram earlier and I'm sorry if any of you have this, but, oh God. um, you know how you can make your profile like a business profile now. Yeah. And I saw someone's profile had under their name, it said entrepreneur as their business profile. And I just like giggled to myself mm-hmm. because in my mind, like, if you're, I don't, I would, I guess I technically am an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. I'm a business owner. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going out and creating a I lot do. of, a lot of new businesses, which mm-hmm. is what I, like, I, I just had to giggle because it was like, okay, if you're an entrepreneur, you're also something else. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone who's starting a business, they are, what is their business? Like Mm -hmm. you're also an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but you are an app developer. And Mm -hmm. like, that's so there, I don't know. It just, I just kind of had to giggle to myself. And I feel like that goes back to entitlement. Like you can't just slap the word entrepreneur under your profile and expect to like build a business overnight. That's exactly what he was talking about. He's like, just because I had give myself the title of founder and CEO doesn't entitle me to anything. Doesn't mean shit. Yeah. (laughs) It literally does It's really exciting when you can do that and you can be like, I'm the founder and CEO of this company. And you know, it's like, it makes you, it does make you feel a certain type of way. But it also doesn't entitle you to anything. So yeah, interesting. Just keep that in mind that it's way more important for you to be putting in the work than mm-hmm. for you to put a title on yourself or mm-hmm. put some put some words after your name and make you think you're important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, like that's all they are. Yeah, just words. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of your. It has nothing to do with character. direct deposits into your bank account either. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> That's so true. I, I also I look at some entrepreneurs or business owners, whatever you want to call them, and I think about I'm like I wonder if they're making money or if they're like super in debt. You know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> and there's there's like not judging anyone. Yes. I'm just cu- genuinely curious. I think that all the time, and especially like I, it's no it's no secret here. We're both side hustling our ass is off oh, like yeah. we are building our companies we're we also yoga instructors time. yes <laughs> yes like n- neither of us are scared to go get a dollar that's yeah, for sure that's for sure and I feel like when I'm teaching yoga or something and someone asks me what I what my real job is and I tell them about my company and how I own it and all this thing I feel like I am kind of like they're taken aback because they're like, oh, if you own this company, then why are you having to teach yoga? Well, first of all, okay, I, <laughs> I like teaching yoga, so back off. Yeah. <laughs> Second, I'm like, I I just started the company two years ago. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not bankrolling. It's yeah. still we're still building it. It's right. still a baby. Like, you don't have a two year old child, and you're like, oh, why aren't you driving a car yet? Like, (laughs) it takes time, people. so So, But yeah, I feel like there's that expectation of when you tell someone you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, they're like, they either 
imagine that you're like rolling in dough or that you're broke. Mm. There's none of that. Like there's really no appreciation for that middle ground of like, I'm actually hustling every single day Mm -hmm. and I don't know where my next dollar is going to come from, but I'm like working my ass off to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when you have to employ your abundance mindset. Oh, absolutely. Be grateful for what you have and what, how far you've come. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit, but another interesting, um, uh, piece of the list that Chris put on this video, um, was do the math. Poor people don't do the math, meaning they don't like think about retirement or they don't think about like, for example, he was talking about creating a spreadsheet of like, if I spend X amount of dollars in this year, in a year, how how am I going to sustain that when I retire? So, I I mean, I'll tell you right now, I personally have never done anything like that. She hates spreadsheets. I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> if you send me a spreadsheet, I will not look at it. I will just be like, can you give me the synopsis of that? Because yep. I ain't going to look at it. Even when my external hard drive crashed and I was like, it's got all my spreadsheets on it. You like rolled your eyes at me. I was <laughs> like, I need my spreadsheets. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But I didn't take it personally. Don't worry. It, I just don't do them. <laughs> I don't do. I have. I do have a master spreadsheet of all of my like stuff that has like all my account numbers and things. No passwords, but just like account numbers for like the internet and cable and whatever. But um, I, that took me almost thirty years to put wow. together one <laughs> of those. I just put it together because I thought you know if something happens to me, Ryan is gonna be really. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's going to have no idea how to pay anything. How to do anything. It's He's just going to be like, well, (laughs) I guess I'm starting over. (laughs) (laughs) Guess I'm going to cancel everything and just get it redone. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, hey, I made a spreadsheet in case like you need to get in there or whatever. All right. So doing the math, I thought that was interesting. So like kind of thinking of, because I don't know how much we spend a year, you know? Yeah. And how much it would. Well, also like add inflation fifty years from now or whatever. Yeah, I. Um, I hope I'm not working fifty years from now. Let's call it like thirty. I know. I was th- so my dad retired this year and he's like fifty five. Mm-hmm. So he retired young. Yeah. So my dad retired at fifty five too. But is he still working? Like no. Oh, okay. So my dad's been like doing. He's he can build stuff, so he like has been building things for people. He's been like building decks and swings and all those things. So he's still like kind of working. But I was watching um the explained the Netflix series on like can we live forever mm-hmm. and how like the human lifespan is 120 years and we're we're it is? yeah, and we're dying around like 72. Huh. So they're trying to figure out if our lifespan is 120 years, why are we only making it two thirds of the way through? Has um, anybody made it 120 years? Yeah, like in the older older years, but way long ago, yeah. w- uh, people were living pretty consistently from between 100 and 120 years. Like hundreds of years ago? Yeah. Huh. So there's something that's happened that is... That's cut down our lifespan. So there's, it's actually very interesting. So the, uh, the lifespan of people who live above 70 hasn't changed that much over the last 200 years, but our, um, 
infant mortality rate has gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. So there's all these factors that go into the actual like average lifespan of a person. So what they, one of the things they talked about on the show is if we do live until 120, how's that going to affect our economy? Mm -hmm. Like if we're having more older people than younger people, Historically, when that's happened in countries, there have been less innovations, less entrepreneurs, less small businesses starting up. So how does that affect everything? And then also, how are these people who are living till 120 going to provide for themselves? Yeah. Because... If they stop working at 55. Right. Like, can you imagine if you (laughs) die at 120 and you're 100 years old and you've still got 20 years left to go, like, you're probably still going to be working. Like, that would be like... Right now, the you the average lifespan is 72. So 20 years prior, you were 52 and you were still working. Yeah. So it brings up this whole point about like, do people need to keep working until they're, until they're capable? Or do we go into the society like a, a lot of Asian cultures, they like revere their elders and right. their families take care of them. And it, you like all live in the same house. So there's all these like other things going into it basically. But the point is that was one of the things they talked about was like, if we're going to be living longer and we're going to actively be trying to get humans to live longer, we need to also think about the economics of that. And like, what does that affect? Mm-hmm. Like, are we, are how are we going to pay? Yeah. How yeah. are we going to afford these? How are we going to feed all these people? Well, they all, they, I mean, they have said that social security is going to run out like before we get way it. before we get yeah. there. So what are we going to do? Yeah. Like I know tons of older folks on social security that, I mean, and it's not that much. I mean, it's mm-hmm. only like a couple hundred bucks a month, maybe a thousand just depends. Yeah. But yeah, it's really interesting. That's why I want to invest in real estate and uh, yeah. manage the properties because I feel like that's passive income that can make me money until I'm 120 years old. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully. So if you are listening and you haven't, um, done anything about your retirement or don't even know how to invest or don't know where to start. Um, when I was at the girl boss rally a couple years ago, uh, Sally Krawcheck spoke and she started a company called Elevest and it is specifically for females who don't know where to start when it comes to investing and you can set up a retirement plan. You can set up, she has it like separated or LFS does. It's like a, it's a whole company. It's not just her. Um, they have a, they have it separated where you can invest in like a specific splurge or you can invest in buying a home or starting a business or retirement. Like you pick what you're investing towards and they set up your portfolio to match that um, to match whatever your needs are specifically. And I've been doing that for almost two years now. And I mean, it's really been like life changing because I, I've never thought of, I had a 401k when I worked in a corporate office, but Mm -hmm. now that I don't, and I had to switch everything over to an IRA, um, really everything I know about investing has, I've either learned from Charlie or I've learned on my own Mm -hmm. by like reading. But if you're not actively looking to learn these things, it's something that women really don't get a chance to like learn about. Yeah. We're not exposed to it. So yeah, I would highly recommend going to com and setting up an account and dot com, And it's super easy. I've seen that on like Instagram and I've been thinking about it, but I've got like five 401k accounts oh crap (laughs) (laughs) i've had lots of jobs yeah you need to consolidate that well let's see one i cashed out and one i did roll over so i think i'm down to three but um yeah 
and I was contributing. I was yeah, even after I um stopped working for um the company I was working for, I was continuing to contribute the same amount and then I've had to slow that down a little bit, but I'm planning to contribute. So that was something else that these guys were talking about on this video was um uh setting uh, saving money. Mm-hmm. They were like even if you only make X amount of dollars, like however much you make, if you can save 1% or 2% of that, like mm-hmm. that's better yeah. than not saving anything. Yeah. I mean, I'll be completely transparent right now. I my Elevest automatically withdraws $50 out of my account twice a month. That's great. So I contribute 100 bucks a month. I mean, that's it's really not that much when it's coming out $50 at a time twice a month. You, I don't even think about it. And like mm-hmm. I said, I've had it set up for almost two years and it's like, it's not even a, it's money that I don't even have to spend at this point. Like it goes in my account or, and I know it's coming out for that. It's just another bill that has to be paid, Mm -hmm. but I don't always transfer money into my savings account like I should. But since Elevest is an automatic withdrawal, I don't even think about it. It just comes out. I have a hard time. I like put my money in the savings and then like halfway through, I'm like, oh, I need to get a little more money out of it. So I transfer like half of it back into my checking mm-hmm. and then I try to save and then I trans, I like transfer a hundred times a month. But yeah. Was it you that posted this on Instagram? Maybe it wasn't, but I saw it today. It was like, if your bank account could say anything to you, what would it be? And the answer was, if you're just going to withdraw, I quit transferring money into your savings account. That's true. <laughs> if you're just going to transfer it back. <laughs> That's true. I try not to transfer the entire amount that I was planning to save. Just depends on what's going on that month. But yeah. like this month, I <laughs> my car uh, like started acting up unexpectedly and I thought the engine was about to go. But it turns out like it was just the oil filter and it was installed incorrectly. So. Oh. So it was a quick fix, but if I had kept it going like that, it definitely would have messed my engine up, but like that could have been a really expensive repair. I mean, it did cost me a little bit, but not as much as a new car, not as much as a new car. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But all right. What's next? Yeah. So, um, using credit cards, I thought was interesting. So they were talking about making purchases on credit cards, um, before you had the money for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I'm super guilty of, like I'll especially if I want to buy a flight. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, Southwest credit card, put it on the credit card. Yeah. But now I'm starting to, and this is something that they're talking about, which is put it on the. If you're gonna put it on the credit card, pay it off immediately. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, you, you can't go. buy it. Yeah. When I saw this on the list, I had obviously had like defensive feelings about it because I'm probably the world's worst about credit cards because I mean, I'm like a huge advocate for credit cards because, um, you get, you can get travel points from it. You can like get cash back. Like it's, it's, um, it's like hard for me to use my actual debit card to buy things. Cause I feel like I'm not getting yeah what I could get out of it. Yeah. As long as you have the cash to back it up. Yeah. That's fine. Well, that's the catch. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw this on the list, I thought too, I thought this is another one of those like socioeconomic things like rich people don't use credit cards well that's because they've got the cash to pay for it right and so that's all great and dandy if if you're if you're overspending on a credit card in your day to day then yeah you need to get that in check but for 
building a business. Yeah. I just don't think it's realistic yeah. to not use a credit card. It's tough when you're building a business, especially yeah. when you got zero interest on them credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So another one that they were mentioning on this video was waking up <laughs> early. <laughs> Wish you could see my face right now. It's really sour. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so funny because I'm like dreading talking about this. I know you have the most anxiety about (laughs) this right now, but I was always an 839, 10 o'clock get her upper riser and not a morning person at all. I hated getting up in the morning. My parents always talked about it and they were like, always like, I can't believe you sleep so late, blah, blah, you know. And I was like, oh, it's just my generation. Like, you don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) My generation. I've never heard that as the excuse. Really? I feel like everybody I know is like, no one cares about getting up early. Except, you know, I have a couple friends that have always been like early risers. But anyway, I was like, this year I'm going to learn how to get up early. And I've struggled with it all year until we went to Sedona. And I came back and I was like, no more. And I started getting up early, mostly because my husband gets up early. And, like, you know, even before that, he would get up and, you know, give me a kiss before he left. But I'd be, like, so tired and sleepy, I'd just roll back over. But now I've started getting up when he leaves or getting up when he gets up. And I just force myself to do it. And I also force myself to go to bed early. I know you I know. I you just don't, don't know, know how. how. <laughs> I really... I. I will, I, I don't even want to say that I try because I really don't try that hard because it makes me so grumpy. Yeah. Like, well, I hate it. <laughs> if you, if you work out really, really hard or, and you like t- physically tire yourself to the point of exhaustion, like you'll go to bed at nine o'clock. Yeah. As long as just try, what time does Charlie go to bed? We both go to bed late. Yeah. And then wake up late. That's tough. I know. <laughs> but... It's just a habit of poor people. <laughs> I know. I saw that on the list and I was like, well, what does this guy know? <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's really just shifting your shifting your body to get up earlier and go to bed yeah. earlier. And I, com- so, I can I can get the same understand. amount of work done during that time, then I guess it's about the same. No. I would I would I would I understand that like when I wake up earlier, I definitely get more work done. And I think it's because there there's something about doing work during normal work hours. Yeah. And that way you have your evenings yeah. to yourself. That makes you more productive. Which yeah. Which is great. But I, I mean, we've talked about this before. I just can't. I just can't. You can. That's your mind. It's your mindset. You've already made up your mind that you can't, so you've given up. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> we would love to hear any tips uh, if you guys have them for uh, seriously getting up or, or yeah, getting up early. And also, the dogs sometimes will get me up to like bark until I get up. And so you're saying out. I need a dog? Yeah. Okay. Basically. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'll tell Charlie we need a dog. That's the. <laughs> gonna fix the problem i mean they will force you to get up because they won't stop barking to you let them out but aren't you like angry when they wake you up Mm, not really because they're like your kids Mm, like your babies i'm so aggravated when i wake up in the morning yeah just go straight to the coffee 
I don't drink coffee. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so bizarre. How do you not drink coffee? I don't know. And even I even heard people talk about how they got rid of the snooze button, and that was amazing for them, and they don't press snooze anymore. I do it all. Mm-hmm. I wake up late. I set an alarm early, and then another one every hour until I wake up, like every 10 minutes if I have to. I just I do all the things, and waking up is just so hard. Maybe have you... Uh... When you try to go to bed early, like, do you take melatonin or anything? Um, not regularly. I would, I take melatonin only if I know that I, like, for instance, I think I took it once last week because the week before had been so hectic and I just know I needed like a good solid 10 hours Mm -hmm. of, of completely restful sleep. Mm -hmm. So I took it kind of to like knock me out. Um, but I really don't take any type of like sleeping aid regularly. I sleep a lot. So yeah, the amount of sleep isn't the problem. It's waking up. Yeah. Well, honestly, if you can get under the covers and just get in the bed, it's like just start there at the appropriate time and maybe take the melatonin just for the first couple nights until your clock switches. You know what it is, is I have not decided that I'm going to you don't do it. You want it bad enough. Right. That's exactly That's what it is. Would say. Yeah. Do you want it bad enough? No. No. I don't. I love sleeping. <laughs> well, That's the problem. It's but apparently about, it's, it's making about, me poor. It's not about <laughs> losing your sleep though. You're going to sleep the same amount. Yeah. But that's really, it. Like that's, that's what it is. That's the thing. Me too. I thought that too. I always thought, oh, if I get up early, I'm going to be grumpy. I'm going to be like tired. I'm not tired. And I'm not grumpy. I'm actually much happier. That's amazing. Yeah. I just don't even know. I think also, I think that I thought people, like when you get older, older people always woke up early. And so I thought that it was just going to happen one day. Yeah. And it hasn't, I'm still like waiting to become a morning person. It hasn't happened yet. Well. But apparently it's uh, making me poor, so I'm going to have to change it. the mindset of the poor. Maybe that's, I should put that on my list for 2019. (laughs) Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, There's a bunch of other things on here, like blaming other people. You know how we feel about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't even really have to talk about that one. Nope. (laughs) You got to own your own shit. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I think the limiting beliefs is, is interesting, uh, yeah. because I, I, you are, you just put yourself in a limiting belief situation. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree that limiting beliefs, what you believe you can do is what you're going to do. And yeah. people who, I mean, there's, there's so many examples of people who came from nothing and built their, built themselves up. There's so many examples of people who like, yeah, like Kylie Jenner. <laughs> oh my god don't don't even get me started on that self-made i'm literally rolling my eyes Gaggy. as i hear self-made like i my chest is getting tight like i can't i don't want to talk about it but there's ugh, there's so many examples yeah of um yeah people who come up who come from nothing and it's because they thought they always thought that they were meant for more yeah we talked about in the last episode yeah creating your own reality exactly Mm -hmm. so if you think you're a rich person maybe eventually you will be yeah that's exactly what they said at the end of this video start saying i am rich okay literally just say i am rich i'm rich walk around like you're rich i'm rich bitch (laughs) (laughs) i love it Uh, Yeah. What's another good one? There's just so many. Like, 
let's uh let's like post about this or something on the on I'll the post IG. the list. Yeah, I'll post the list on Instagram. So you guys can look over the full list and mm-hmm. um go down the list and see what you do and what you don't do and maybe give yourself a little rich versus poor score at the end. Yeah, so you would be like, tell me how many of these you do and how many you don't. There's yeah. 15 of them. So you've got to be one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> There's no ties. Yeah, we'll add ours up too and tell you on yeah. the, in the caption. <laughs> For sure, what our chances of being rich or poor are. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately it comes down to like, again, your mindset and like, it really, my mom will tell you, it's living within your means, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you make $1,000 and you spend $100, you are rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's so true. It's like, I know that's not plausible to think like that, but it's really like cutting out the stuff you don't need that's not fulfilling your life and that's, you know, not allowing you to have the lifestyle that you want and living within your means. So, like, if... A millionaire, someone that makes a million dollars a year, spends $999,000, they're poor. That's so true. You know? Yeah. And even coming away from like a, like a specifically money standpoint, like if you are, if you make $1,000 and you spend 100 and you're spending that $100 on like charities Mm -hmm. or helping other people or you're giving the money away Mm -hmm. your your feeling is more rich than poor yeah you feel like you're getting you're getting more for your money rather than just wasting it away is that what your abundance um books talk about um how to how to spend your money no not necessarily how to spend your money um but i would all of my abundance books talk about it's your mindset. It's 100% what you tell yourself. Um, and uh, one of my favorite books of all time, it, it was the book that started my whole spiritual journey, is The Universe Has Your Back yes. by Gabrielle Bernstein. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Sam I mean, and I have bonded over this. I think the moment that we both realized that that was the, <laughs> the start of both of our spiritual journeys, we both looked at each other and we were like... <gasps> Oh my God. The universe does have our back. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, that's how it was. It really was. And it's so, it's, it's so weird to even think about how the book came into my life. Yeah. It just, it's, so I saw on uh, Gabby Bernstein's Instagram the other day, it said, she posted something that says, everything that's happening right now is happening exactly how it's supposed to. <gasps> oh my God, wait. I have to share something with you right now. Okay. Pause. Can, you don't have to pause the oh. thing. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, at, like a for real pause or like, like, I'll keep talking while you pull it up. No, I just want to share this with you because you just hit it on the head. What did you just say? Repeat what you just said. Everything that's happening right now is happening exactly as it's supposed to. Okay. The quote I wanted to share with you, my friend Alexis Hensley put this on her Instagram the other day. And the quote is from Deepak Chopra. And it's, My boy. Yeah. <laughs> And it says, if you obsess over whether you're making the right decision, you're basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. Dang. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Isn't that so I good? I love that. I loved it. I was like, oh my God. That but it's everything. so true. Because, yeah. okay, for instance, so the, uh, I went to, okay, I'm laying on my couch one night. I'm yeah. feeling, I'm feeling down because my company's not where it's supposed to be. This is like 2016, um, which is dumb because I shouldn't have felt down. My company had been live for like three months. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I expected just like to be rolling in dough at this point. Yeah. So I'm laying on the couch. I see an advertisement for the first ever girl boss rally. I've never taken a trip by myself. I've never done anything by myself ever. And I look at Charlie and I'm like, I just bought tickets to LA in March. Mm -hmm. And he's like, who's going with you? And I'm like, no one. And I just booked, I booked the flights, the hotel, everything completely by myself. I've never done anything like that before, but I just like had this urge that I was like, I've got to be there. I've got to be at this thing. Let me, (laughs) so I book the trip all by myself and I'm I go there and it's terrifying to be in downtown LA by myself because I'm the world's most paranoid person Mm -hmm. um so Gabby Bernstein does the opening speech the at the rally there she was there she did the opening speech. Had you read her book at that point? No, I had no idea who she was. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, who's this spunky little blonde girl? And she had a like, super cute white top and some like skinny jeans. She looked fantastic, and I'd never, I didn't know, didn't know a thing about her. Never heard of her. Nothing. Yeah. She does the opening speech at the rally, and I immediately walked out of the room and went and bought her book because mm-hmm. they had like all the speakers that had written books. They had them outside. I went immediately bought it. Paid way more than I should have. Could have yeah. bought it on Amazon for half that, but sure. needed it immediately. Yeah. And read the book on the flight home from LA. And it, so going back to what you're saying about how there's no wrong decision, everything just builds on the next. That is, it's so weird to think that me sitting on my couch, being all down and out about why my company wasn't a million dollars in three months has led to everything that's going on in my life now like I wouldn't have gone through yoga teacher training yeah with, if I had we right wouldn't now. yeah we wouldn't be together right now my company wouldn't be doing as good as it is I wouldn't be teaching yoga I wouldn't have met all these amazing people and it's it's so weird that like you said there's no wrong decision every decision you're making is building on the next yeah, and your life just the universe pivots around you. what your decision was. So that's why it's so important to make your decisions based on your heart and your intentions mm. and what you want out of life because the universe is going to shape your world around your decisions. So if you're not deciding to live the way you really want to, then you're building this world that you don't really want. Yes. Oh, that is so true. And the world will provide abundance. Yes around the decision if you make it from a place with love and a place that you're going to go all in. And if you don't, then you're going to manifest things you don't want. Like the world is only going to give you what you give it. Mm -hmm. And if you're giving out hate and anger and distrust and dishonesty, that's what you're getting back. And the victim, victimization. The victim role, yeah. yeah. Blaming others, entitlement, all those things, if that's what you're manifesting, if that's the kind of people you're surrounding yourself with, that's what you're going to get back. Ooh, good one. One of my favorite things, little nuggets of all time, is you are a reflection of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things I've ever heard because when I heard that, I really thought... 
who do I spend the most time with and do I want to be like them? Yeah, that's exactly right. And it doesn't even have to include, like, it's more than just your friends and your significant other. It's your work colleagues. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're, if you spend a lot of time with your boss, you're just absorbing their energy. Yeah. A lot of times absorbing like their mannerisms and their like thought patterns and things like that. Yeah. I also think about that when I see, when I'm kind of like engaging, if I feel like someone is off or like kind of acting not themselves, who are they spending their time with? And I kind of like, Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, it's a good one. (laughs) That's really fun. Like if someone's kind of shifting in your life, it could be a positive or a negative shift, but it's like, I wonder if their friend circle has changed and then you can kind of like be like, oh, okay, like I can see why because so, you know, they're hanging out with this person more and they're kind of becoming more like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So to wrap all this back into abundance, um, what was our topic? You you had the greatest verbiage. What was it? <laughs> developing or how to develop uh, an abundance mindset. Yes. Developing an abundance mindset. Yeah. Um, cannot recommend enough. The universe has your back. Oh, so cannot. Good. It's so good. Um, other good books. I think we've talked about You Are a Badass a bunch already. That's a really good one about your mindset. That's just a must read. A in, must in read. General, in general. For sure. Yeah. And you're a badass at making money. If this is if you're trying to manifest more money, more more abundance in the money aspect, I highly recommend you're a badass at making money. And I just saw on Amazon this week that Jen Sincero has a new book called You Are a Badass at Everything. I can't wait. And I'm so excited to read that. You'll and be my um, next purchase. Yeah. And if you guys have any other any other book recommendations, we'd love to hear them from you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, just a couple little um, tips from my man, Deepak. (laughs) I just saw um, how to shift your mindset into an abundance mindset. So the point of view is shifting from you're a victim, a bully, or simply checked out to you're in the driver's seat. So I love that one because I tell my best friend all the time when she's kind of spiraling and her anxiety riddled like I there's you know everything's out of my control and like you're the CEO of your own life Mm -hmm. like you hire and fire everybody that's in your life you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like I employ this person for this and I employ that person for that and I fire this person because of you know like they're not performing or you get promoted (laughs) yeah or you get promoted (laughs) exactly you're the CEO of your life god touches my soul (laughs) um shifting from contract like as far as your physical energy goes contracted body tense shoulders clenched jaw short of breath to relaxed and alert expansive posture rooted and balanced present breathing deeply and evenly i think that's really important yeah i've actually been very conscious of my posture lately um most of the time when i teach yoga it's in a room that doesn't have mirrors but every now and then there's a room where I teach in a studio that does have mirrors and I have become very acutely aware of my posture. Yeah. Um, and I've been, that's been something I've been trying to work on is like standing with my shoulders back. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of that is also because, um, I, well, for, it's kind of a twofold reason. I think growing up, um, as a woman, like, I don't want to, I don't want to make this something that it's not, but I developed pretty quickly Uh and I never wanted that type of attention. So I started rounding my shoulders just Um, to like, 
I make like myself look. I was like, somebody <laughs> stare at my chest, please. No, I, uh-uh, no, <laughs> no. So yeah, I've like noticed over the years, I've like sunken my chest in and it's because I never wanted unsolicited male attention. Yeah. Um, but now I've kind of seeing how that's affecting my posture is I, I look less confident mm-hmm. and it's not because I am less confident. It's because I really just didn't want dudes checking me out. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't want them to. So I'm really trying to work on holding my shoulders back and yeah. being aware of my presence in a room. And I think it's going to make my teaching better as well. Yeah. And there's also something called head forward posture we mm. learned about in yeah. yoga. Do you have that? I don't think I, I don't really think I do, mm-hmm. but I mean, I can stand up and you can check, but yeah, because when we were, when we were do- going through training and the guy was telling us about head forward posture, I don't, feel like like when he would stand someone up and we would look it it. was obvious yeah yeah and I don't feel like it is but do you feel like I have it and I don't think so okay I just was curious I didn't know if you did or not (laughs) (laughs) I definitely don't I actually got up there during the presentation he was like wow you have great posture and I was like thanks you do have great posture it was all those years of dance and lengthening through the the crown of the head it could be why another reason why you're so photogenic too oh yeah because i've been on stage since i was three yeah (laughs) probably yeah (laughs) i know my angles you know all your angles i guess so i have zero angles to know (laughs) that is so not true oh my god you're just so funny when you get in front of the camera you're just like there's a reason this is a podcast and not a TV show. Let's just say that. Oh my god, we're totally gonna make a YouTube channel now. No. Let's do it. Oh, All right, so let's get through the last two. So shifting your emotional energy. Um, so we're shifting from draining energy in the room and in your interactions, feeling frustrated, impatient, anxious, afraid, angry, overwhelmed, and powerless. Giving power. Uh, giving power over to groupthink and pressure. Groupthink is so fascinating to me. I don't get it. What's so, that? So, okay. There's been so many... Y- y'all know I love psychology books. I have no idea why. It's what? probably because I'm crazy. <laughs> so I love reading psychology books. I know that about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, so groupthink is this phenomenon that even if you know the right answer, like for instance... If you ask 20 people what color is the sky and you know the sky is blue, you know it. It's a fact. Yeah. And 19 of the people in your group say green, you're going to say green. Because like out loud, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Like if you're in a group of 20 people and they ask what color is the sky and they ask every single one of you out loud, you all hear it and they get to you and you're like, well, I know the sky is blue, but everyone said green. So I'm, I must be wrong. It must be green. That is so, so you'll say green. weird. So the the most like uh, the most common form that this takes in our everyday life is traffic. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the interstate and the car in front of you, the car two cars in front of you gets over, and then the car in front of you gets over, you're gonna get over. Yeah. You can't see what's going on, but you trust that that car two in front of you is getting over for a reason. So you follow them. Oh, but really, wow. they just might have needed to change lanes at the same time the other car did. Yeah. But then you start this chain reaction of everyone starts getting <laughs> over. That's so weird. Yeah, it's groupthink. It's it is a phenomenon and is fascinating. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of. Um, have you ever watched the Jimmy Kimmel? Um, Lie Witness News? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, 
maybe we'll play it in a second, but Jimmy Kimmel's Lie Witness News is when they'll have, like, this, like, fake anchor go out and interview people about, like, hot topics going on. Like, mm-hmm. they did one when the Pope, um, the new Pope came about, and they were like, what do you think about the new Pope being a teenager? Oh! And was, like, asking people all these, like, fake things, and people would just straight up lie and be like, oh, yeah, I think it's, like, really cool. It's very progressive <laughs> of the Vatican, you know, or whatever. Or, like, um... Uh, they went to Coachella and oh they would be gosh. like, they would say, oh, I can't wait to hear this band that they made up. And they'd be like, oh my God, yeah, I've got like their first album. Oh like, my God. Like that's like their best album. Like their second and third albums like aren't as good, but you know. And People are so afraid. Which it sort of reminds me of groupthink. It's yeah. almost like that, but it yeah. was just really funny that people have the like mental... Uh, like you question yourself when you yeah. don't when you don't know what's going on. When you're in a situation where you yeah. have to like kind of contemplate that. And I'm sure it's like a survival technique that was developed in our brains hundreds of years ago, or maybe even more than that. Like mm-hmm. there's there's probably a reason that we do it. It's just not something that's necessary anymore. But yeah, it's fascinating. So we're shifting from groupthink, okay. <laughs> And giving that power too, feeling empowered, engaged, positive, like you're working on something bigger than yourself. You energize and inspire others. You're excited about challenges and growth growth ahead. Okay, and we're shifting our mental energy from confused, disor- uh, disorganized, narrow in your thinking, only focusing on what's not working. We're mm. both really guilty of that. Yeah. Um, two, feeling of clarity. The ability to perceive multiple angles, listen actively, and notice what others are not seeing. Flexible and adaptable. Typical thought pattern is I always have a choice. If I were to notice something new, what would it be? Creative agency, non-judgmental beginner's mind. So. Yeah. It's a synopsis. That um, non-judgmental beginner's mind, I think that's something that's really important as a young entrepreneur. Um, cause I think that's why young people start more businesses than old people. We don't know yeah. how hard it is. We mm-hmm. don't know how much risk we're taking. We mm-hmm. just don't understand. Yeah. So we're more likely to do that. That's so important. That's th- how innovation happens. I think that's true too, because I feel like when we're young, we know, we don't know things like we weren't born knowing how to do yoga and we weren't born knowing how to speak and do math and you're you know learning how to do these things and when we're young we like we know that we don't know these things Mm -hmm. but when we get older we hate like admitting you don't know how to do something or like you don't want to admit that you you don't don't know know how to do something or you need to learn how to do something like I see all this dumb I see it all the time in yoga when people get really really frustrated with like they don't know how to do a pose or like they'll like scoff when I say something like, oh, if this is easy for you, try this. And they're like, oh, like it's easy for people, you know? Yeah. And I just think that that's that non-judgmental beginner's mindset of I can learn, I will learn, I will get through this and I'm going to come out knowing how to... That's such a good point. Build my company or do whatever it is they're trying to learn. 
I mean, as if I needed another reason that yoga mirrored life. But I know, right? <laughs> I know. I equate everything to yoga, but it's really true. It really is. Yeah. Yoga's and, life. Yeah. You just, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I need bumpers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have a lot of older students and they, they get down on themselves or I'll like make some, not even a correction. I'll just say like, Hey, for proper alignment or to, you know, not, not hurt yourself, like adjust this. Or if you want a little more, adjust this. And they'll be like, Oh, I can't do it. I could do it 20 years ago. And I'm like, I just want to be like, well, that's why you're doing yoga. Like, so you can get back to that. And Mm -hmm. then every now and then I've got like the lucky student who's like, I've been practicing yoga and I feel 10 years younger. And I'm like, thank you for like helping me. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for helping me get there. Like, that you can do it. Just you just have to go back to that mindset of like you're not afraid to fail, you're not afraid to be wrong. You just have to learn. Yeah. And um I I hate when I tell someone an adjustment in yoga and they apologize. Oh. I'm like, "Why are you apologizing?" That's not what I came up here to you do. You have nothing to apologize for. We're we are all doing the best we can. Yeah. Please do not apologize. 100%. Like how are you apologizing for what? Like were you supposed to know mm-hmm. about this subject that you've literally been doing for a month? Yeah. Like you're just supposed to know everything? Like there's no reason to apologize yeah, that's, ever. Yeah, that's what holds people back from I think we talked about it in our fear episode, which is like People are afraid of messing up or doing it wrong, but no one expects you to know how to do everything perfectly, especially if you're a beginner. Like, yeah, you have to start somewhere. I'm completely guilty of this. I did it last night, actually. What were you doing? <laughs> um, so I've been teaching that new sequence, mm-hmm. and it, last night was the second night that I had ever taught this new sequence, and. I walked out of the room before any of the students and was just beating myself up. Like, that was horrible. That was terrible. I fumbled over all my words. Like, ugh, I'm the worst. And, like, <laughs> one by one, all the students, they knew it was my second time. Um, I told them before the class. And one by one, they were like, that was so great. You did such a great job. And Aww. I'm just like, I kept being like, no, I didn't. Like, beating myself <laughs> up. Cause I'm, you said no, I did it to your students? Yes. Oh, my God. I know. Samantha. I know. I'm the worst. And then, so... <laughs> <laughs> the other teacher that was there with me was like, you're just being too hard on yourself. And I was like, I know, I'm always too hard on myself. So it just became a whole thing. But And then I was like apologizing to her. I was like, I'm sorry. And she was like, girl, this is your second time. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> and I was good. like, it is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just, I think so often we like hold ourselves to a different standard. And yeah. when we don't live up to it even to what we think we're supposed to it's just hard well on that same note like just keep in mind that when those people walk out of that room it's more than likely that's the last they're gonna think about that class oh yeah like they're literally (laughs) like you're gonna think about it for like several hours possibly days yeah well it's the next day and I'm still thinking yeah yeah and just think none of those people literally zero of those people are thinking about huh, Sam really messed that class up <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. so that should give you a little peace of mind. Yeah, that does. And that's, that's in everything. If you're thinking about when you said something awkward 10 years ago. Oh, or... <laughs> all the time. All the time. 
<laughs> I had to go. I didn't have to go. I had a holiday party this weekend, and I, I only knew a few people there. And I walked in, and I was there for about two hours. And my introverted self was like dying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like every trigger you can imagine was happening, and I was like, "It's fine, you know, you're good. Just, just be nice to everyone. Be calm. Like, you know, talking myself through it." I get in the car to drive home. Every conversation I had throughout the entire night is playing in my head oh, on my no. drive home. And I'm like, I'm like, you're so stupid. Why did you say that? <laughs> and then, like you just said, I like think to myself, like, they are, they don't, they do not care what I said. Yeah, like, none of those people are thinking about that conversation. It. Or if they are, they're thinking about what they said. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, just take but, that. So... Kyla. Yes, ma'am. Do you want to give a life update? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. I have finished my real estate studies. Yes! Yes! When's your test? I don't know yet. That's the thing. I keep, I've literally called my school like a lot, maybe seven times. And I've left three messages and I've sent two emails. Jeez. Yeah. And that's uh, the activator in you. That's me. I don't qu- <laughs> never quit, <laughs> never surrender. <laughs> And they're supposed to update, like, the exam people to say that I'm eligible to take the test. Mm. But I can't take the test unless, until my school uploads my eligibility. No. Oh, so now I'm in the holding pattern. You remember when I yes, told you? you hate this. I hate this part <laughs> when I do as much as I can do, and then it's up to somebody else to do their part. And then I get super unmotivated, and then it comes back to me to do my part. Like, I'm going to not study. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, going to... Like, not prepare myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try to avoid that because I've realized this tendency that I have. And so I'm going to study. I'm going to, like, keep working towards the same goal. I've already got, like, some th- other things lined up down the pipeline once I do get my real estate license um, as far as, like, some part-time work. So I'm really excited about that. But it's all contingent on me passing the test, so... Um, that's my big life update and gosh, what else have I mentioned? I guess I'm sort of out of debt. (laughs) (laughs) So my man, I manifested that I would get completely out of debt before the end of the year. And, um, Ryan and I have paid off both vehicles and then I opened a no interest credit card to roll over my other debt onto. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to count that. I would say you did a great job and you are out of interest debt. Yeah, minus the house says. Right. Well that I feel like I feel like that goes without saying yeah. because like who's gonna pay off their house? Yeah. Um so I mean, yeah, unless I win the lotto. I would say you are interest debt free. Thanks. And Woo. that's there we go. That was a high five. <laughs> that was a good one. It made a nice sound. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Do you wanna tell us what's going on with Bindi? Um, yeah, so, oh gosh, today I had to write kind of like a, not a hard email, but it was one of those kind of, you like hide behind your computer and you're like, I don't want to write this and you just click send and you close your computer and you're like, please no one reply to that. But, um, I mean, it wasn't like a huge deal. I was just telling the girls, the instructors that I have signed up, uh, for Bindi that I just kind of told them what my situation was and how we're going to probably take the company in a different direction. And, um, so the direction that I'm going to go into is some, we're going to be doing some self-paced, um, courses. Um, so you're going to be able to log on to Bindi and 
learn how to get into certain poses like wheel or headstand or handstand or things like that. Um, so that's the direction we're moving into and we're going to keep the app. So I'm not selling the app or anything. I want the app to be functioning. Uh, it is functioning, but it's, we're just going to put that on the back burner for now and focus on creating this revenue because it's going to be a lot less overhead to produce. Um, as far as having to raise capital and, um, you know, spend my, the rest, spend my own money on it. Um, and this, that's where we're going to go in 2019 for right now. And then hopefully by the end of 2019, we'll be able to launch the app in a couple more cities. But for right now, that's, that's where we're at. So I think it's great. Yeah. I'm excited. As Ross would say, pivot, pivot, <laughs> pivot. Sometimes it's necessary to pivot. Um, Oh, hundred percent. Class I mean, pass has pivoted multiple times. Yeah. So, and they're still killing it. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's hard to accept when your vision isn't really coming coming to fruition. And then once you get past that, you're like, okay, like I need to do something because this isn't working. So I'm going to move to try something else. And if that doesn't work, we're going to try something else. And we're, but the main thing is like never giving up. Right. So just remember everything is happening as it is supposed to. That is right. The universe has my back. It does. (laughs) And if it doesn't, I do. So thanks. Oh, oh, don't start to cry. Oh my goodness. Lord. Okay. Give me your life update. Um, this, past couple I guess it's been a week or maybe a week and a half I don't know because it's all blending together has been nothing short of a roller coaster um I highest highs lowest lows oh for sure like (laughs) (laughs) oh so my external hard drive crashed oh my god this was such a thing it was a whole thing (laughs) it is still Sam lives in like 2002 I'd, where she puts everything in Excel spreadsheets and not on any cloud. Not on any cloud. Not on a like it's only on this dri- this drive. It's not even saved on my computer. So that crashed. I took it to some guy. Or it was like a legit company. I shouldn't call it some guy. Like <laughs> some back I met in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> I took it to some company that's local to see if they could fix it, and they couldn't. And they charged me one hundred twenty five dollars to tell me that they couldn't fix it. <laughs> And then I shipped it off to some other lab, and that lab had had the audacity wow. to tell me that they were going to charge me $2,500 nah. to get my data off. Okay. And so I said, thank you, next, and um, having <laughs> them you. send me back my drive because that is completely not in the budget, especially around Christmas time. Like, no, mm, no thanks. Did you get it back yet? I have not gotten it back because get this, the guy sends me the email. It says, uh, it's $2,500. So I send it back and say, Nope, no thanks. Send me my drive back. And he says, well, what was your budget for the project? Maybe you can apply for the economy, whatever. And I was like, like a credit card, excuse or something? me. What? Like, a, like he was saying, apply for like a credit card. to finance No, or he was saying like, Apparently, he was basically going to, like, cut me a deal. <laughs> and I'm like, you either charge this or you don't. Like, yeah, that's now I'm so like, terrible. send me my stuff back. I hate that. Because now, now I trust you even less. Yeah. So, that's a whole thing. So, I am in the process of rebuilding all of my spreadsheets, and it's not fun. Um, you will get through it. I, I will get through it. Everything happens as it's supposed to. <laughs> So I will get through it. It's just going to take a lot of time, but it's okay. Um, It could be worse. Everything could always be worse. So I went from that day, which was terrible. um, And then 
Sunday, uh, all my days are getting mixed up, but I went to, maybe it was Thursday night. I don't know. I went to a really great yoga class. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Sam texted me and she was like, I just had the best yoga of my life. (laughs) I did. And it's so weird how things work out because I was supposed to go to the 530 class and traffic was terrible. So I missed the 530 class. So I went to Target to, for an hour had some errands to run. I mean, there's always things you can do at Target. Mm-hmm. So um, I missed the original class I was supposed to go to and then made it to the 7 o'clock class and honestly had the best yoga class I've had in a long time. Um, the theme of the class was don't ever give up. Uh, and she that's said what that. I was just saying. I know. Mm, girl. Don't ever give up. Sam. We we started in child's pose per usual and she like opened the class with that and just tears from the beginning of the class oh. through Savasana. It you was needed that message. Oh, I really did. And I told her after class too. I was like, everything that you had to say, I really needed to hear. And she was like, that's so sweet. And, you know, like very grateful for my compliments, but I don't think she even understood how much yeah. I really needed to hear that like that's a great great teacher it was it was fantastic um and then so that was that was like a a low low and then a high high and this week I've kind of been you know leveling out trying to like get back on my tasks and trying to move forward just with the day-to-day operations um a couple episodes ago, I guess a while ago as we have more than a few episodes now I had discussed that my um intentions for November were my money mindset. Yeah. And I'm happy to report that I made more money in November than I have yet in my business. That's great. And personally, I made the most money I've ever made in any month in November. That's awesome. Yeah. My manifesting money and changing my money mindset has been working and I'm, I've started to set some goals as I'm rebuilding my Um, sales spreadsheets and things I've started to set some goals for 2019 and I'm just like so excited to like hit the ground running and get it going and I uh this you know the my I have no more limiting beliefs I mean I do but don't I'm not letting them in I'm really working on how my how my thoughts are creating my reality yeah just as soon as like that pops into your head just be like no I don't yeah I don't believe that anymore I've been using uh, the, uh, what do we call it, the analogy, metaphor, I don't remember, of um, the assembly line, how your thoughts are an assembly line. I've been using that metaphor a lot recently, like something, especially at night or when like anxiety kicks in, I just think of that thought in a box and I sit it back on the assembly line and send Mm -hmm. it right back out of my head. All down the line. Yep. It's perfect. So that's my update. Good. Yeah. Well, that's great. Just taking it day by day. That's mm-hmm. all we can do. Can't wait to, um, maybe we'll do the next episode where we actually set our intentions for yeah. 2019. I know. We've been talking about it a long time. We I should, know. we need to do it. <laughs> we need to, um, you need to make me an activator and we'll do that. Okay. We'll do it. Okay. So yes. next episode, we're doing it. We're calling it right now. So we have no Name other choice. Name it and claim it. Yep. Next episode is 2019 goals and intentions. So um, get ready. Well, that was a great episode. Yeah, I think so too. Over an hour. 
So we really want to hear from you guys about how you develop a, an abundance mindset. So if you want to send us an email at okfirstofallpod at gmail.com. That's okayfirstofallpod at gmail.com. Or hit us up on the gram. Our Instagram handle is at okfirstofallpod. And give us a follow, comment, like, slide into our DMs. We love all the things. <laughs> yeah, and then rate and review this uh, podcast. And subscribe. Please. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Bye.